one. Yo, what's up? Back for another week here. I want to take this time to you know thank everybody. We're we keep getting more and more support, and and we're loving it. And we just want to let you know again. Keep letting people know you can follow us on Twitter at Salinas Podcast and Instagram at Salinas Podcast, Facebook at Salinas Underground, or now brand new salinasunderground.com but yeah salinasunderground.com has that's like our central home base anything that we do you can find from there so whatever you need go there but whatever you need now stay here still couldn't get it still couldn't get the distance down it's, it's new it's new people can't see because you can only hear us but we're doing like a two for one kind of deal. Yeah, we're like we're, we're gang banging the mics right here. Because yeah. DP. Three more of those pop screens. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, one of them. And, and and the guy that's using it is overpowering it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that some bullshit? So this is Cujo. So this is Baldo. This is Bosone. This is Joel. It's uh, July 20th, Sunday. We're recording here at the Exo Public House. Where the only bad beer is an empty one. Good stuff. So let's well, get into it, boys. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, as you heard, there's, well, people are starting to get used to, I'm not getting used to the mic, but people are probably starting to get used to Pozole. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Pozole's here again, so yeah. That's, that's a voice that, that you will most definitely stay, uh, again, get used to. But the fourth voice here that some of you might know, some of you might not. I don't know. Did you even sing? I don't know if he sang, but anyway, we have Joel here. Joel from I don't are you in, do you have a band right now? Yeah, I have a few actually. Hinge. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah I played Hinge. You're still Hinge, okay? Yeah, oh. Jovin Kevill and um, Lime and another one called Seagull Tomatoes. And before we go, it's it's are they all? Is it all this uh, doom metal, stoner metal? Oh no, genre? no, no, no. Hinge and Hinge is like grunge and doom kind of. Yeah. Shoving Kevo is like Death Doom. Lime is like jazz, progressive, and Signal to Noise oh, is like shit. pop punk. So it's just different stuff. What and the fuck? I jazz, played, dude. Yeah, I, I play drums in uh, Lime, which is like jazz and progressive. Drums? I see why you're here. Oh, man, this is a setup, bro. No. It's a trap, No, I just thought about that. They got me. So I'm looking for drummers, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we were actually talking about that earlier. He, he plays jazz. Jazz. Plays drums for a uh, jazz band. Yeah. Yeah, jazz is one of one of my biggest influences. Honestly, I'm, you know, sometimes I tell people, but one of my favorite artists is Django Reinhardt, and they're just kind of like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's fucking like one of my greatest inspirations." Who? For those of us that don't you know. Said, you said that like it's the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles. I'm a partner here. But like 60 years before. Oh, shit. But yeah, no, this guy, Django Reinhardt, he's like a gypsy jazz guitarist. Really inspirational. From the me. 30s? 30s and 30s, yeah. From like down south? Uh, no, from France. Oh, oh shit. He wasn't even American? <laughs> Doesn't count. He's an interesting guy, man. He burned his hands, so... On his guitar hand, on his finger, on his fretting hand, he only used his thumb and his index. Oh shit! Yeah, because his hands or, and his fiddle and his middle actually, yeah, and because his hands were all fucking burnt like this, and he couldn't use these fingers. Holy fuck, so, dude! How did, how did that happen? Yeah. 
he, uh, when he was 14, he used to live in a gypsy camp, and there was a fire outside his house or his hut or whatever he lived in, and he got burnt pretty bad, so his fingers got burnt in that position. That's crazy, dude. By the way, you said gypsy jazz, so they had jazz in France in the 30s? Yeah. I thought, isn't jazz like an American? No, 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 not even jazz. Well, it might have been an American in the beginning. I don't remember, honestly. I know it came from blues, but it started like in the beginning of the 1900s, and... uh, it was big in the Europe and in France, especially. This artist is really awesome. I would encourage anybody to listen to him. His name Django Reinhardt. Django like Django Unchained. Yeah, yeah, no, with exactly like that with a D. <laughs> yeah, D J. That's a real D J A N G O. No, yeah, it's a real name. Right. It's fucking awesome. That's crazy. Django, well, we'll put that on. I'm, we'll, I'm we'll, definitely gonna. We'll put, put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> Django. Yeah, Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Django Reinhardt. That's a fake ass name. You did that shit for Hollywood. That's probably true. That might be true. true. Yeah. Stage name, dude. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking name. Sounds like Stephen Krastrovsky. It might be fake. That's, that's his professional name, anyway. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm Django Reinhardt. Like, no, you're not, dude. No, you're not. Your name is like Stevie. But anyway, well, that's crazy because that throws my fucking notes out of I was, like, studying all the doom and shit. <laughs> no, yeah, go for I, it, man. Well, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm big in the doom, so... Well, because, see, I, I like to say... Because I've, I've heard you when we were doing the shows down at the Copa, and I remember when you came, you came your band came, when Hinge, you know, it was Hinge, and you guys came on, and I, and I looked, and I was like, dude... Like this is like music. This seems like I could like just you know smoke some joints and just kind of chill. Yeah, and dude. listen to this music. And it's they're so like, good. dude, they call this stoner metal. And I was like, what the fuck? That's a that sounds like like some Wayne's World shit. You know, like that's a real thing. And yeah, so I was all like, this week I was like, oh, dude, I gotta look this up. I gotta look up these bands. I figured out who Sleep was. You know, oh, <laughs> Sleep is they're like considered the pioneers of doom. I mean, they they are kind of started the whole stoner doom scene. You know? They were from San Jose originally. Uh, came out like in 1991 um, and their greatest I think achievement is the album Jerusalem and then later redone as Dope Smoke no first redone as Dope Smoke and then later redone as Jerusalem and uh, I've seen them uh, like three times live they're fucking awesome I don't know if you guys catch them in Santa Cruz at the uh, I've never I just found out about Sleep I put a video on YouTube about it um, dude they're actually playing in California when was it in August August 2nd Sound. We got two shows in California so far. One in Pioneer Town, I think at the end of August. Where the fuck is Pioneer Town? It's by. Uh, I, I know it's in Disneyland. Exactly. It's by Palm Springs. It's down south. Yeah, by and the then, fucking Magic Mountain. I think they got another one in LA so far. That one's in like in the clouds still. So far, the tickets are sold out for at least the first show. Yeah, Pioneer Town one is like, gone. Pioneer Town. They came I would out. Move out of Pioneer Town, <laughs> dude. Dude, if you Google it, it's like dude. an old western town. Man. Yeah, it's like this a. The roads are very paved. Just like the highway, like dude, with like it long ass handlebar mustaches. Hey, you still got shit down there? It's crazy, dude. Yeah, no, but yeah, it's Pioneer Town. But yeah, they're playing out in the middle of nowhere. The show, the show is sold out. You got to go there and bring them back to Santa Cruz. Wait, take them they do that because they smoke ganja, huh? Like it's all about smoking weed. Yeah, if that's you look at the mirror, there's a lot of weed influence. Yeah, that's why they do it out there, huh? No yeah. cares. You know, a funny thing about Sleep and one of the reasons they're considered Stoner Demon is when they got signed down to. Um, I forget the name of the release. Well, they got them. signed on, period. <laughs> I'm, I'm Dove Smoker. Anyways, they got a check for like five or $10,000 and 
they were supposed to use that for recording and they blew it on weed. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to do it. They blew Fuck it yeah. on weed That's and they used it awesome. for minimum amount. So. I could see that happening. <laughs> and then the song Dub Smoker was born, which is a song that's like 60-something minutes long. Oh, dude, it's like an hour that's, and 20 minutes. That's that one album. That's just that song, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I read it. It's like a, it took like four years to record or some shit. That's fucking It took him a while to do that. That's, a, that's incredible. Yeah, that's well, amazing. Check it out. Well, what, like listen to it. And check it out, and it's it's a trippy song. It's bad though, but it's really chill. It's How do they do that? I personally think it's the mightiest song ever, man. That shit's so mighty. It's like Dude. a voyage. Yeah, song. yeah, exactly. He like it takes you on this fucking mind trip and shit, and you're like. <laughs> Dude, imagine if you're on acid and you're doing like, well, that shit fuck. No, you fucking like. I don't want man. Why did he shoot himself, dude? He was just into sleep on acid, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually didn't even read the warning level. (laughs) Come on, everybody knows you don't do that. I've actually looked this album like on eBay and shit. It's going for like 60, 80 bucks a pop, and because they they release like limited stuff too, like you know, one comes out with a big ass poster and shit. That's like. I think like two, three bills, something like that. Wow. But it's like, it's amazing people still have this album out there somewhere and shit. But That's crazy, dude. Yeah. I kind of want to cop one, I'm not going to lie. Can you find that on iTunes? iTunes? <laughs> what are they, well, iTunes? It's, it's like the bad light. Eventually that's going to come up. But <laughs> they sold out of CDs, period. And we talked to the guy about getting a copy in the future. And he's like, oh, we're not going to record any more copies. Because we're going to save our money and record the new album this summer. Which was weird because this is summer, so they should be recording now. Pirate yeah. Bay. <laughs> nah, Dude, they're too. On nah, the but they're on iTunes. You can still pick up their albums on iTunes. iTunes. I think so, I saw them on Amazon Music. They're great. <laughs> That's awesome. right. This technology. I think they're on Amazon too. Like the download? Like the. Amazon Music? Well, I just mean that you can get it digitally. Like, I'm asking yeah, that's the thing. Sweet. Can you get that album digitally? More than likely. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, they're, they're pretty popular, man. Honestly. They're big enough that it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely well renowned. Yeah. Underground, but old renowned. Well, anyway, back to Joel here. You have like four or five bands. Or do you play shows regularly? Or, uh, yeah. Or- yeah. Uh, last few months, not so much active. I've been busy with a lot of things, like work and stuff. But, um, and it's always my bandmates but yeah I, you know I totally intend to play shows in the future and I have always in the past so it is something that's been a big part of me throughout my music endeavor and is, well, is it hard to get shows? because uh, I mean that's always the, the thing is like oh where's the venues and where's the, but, I mean you have four bands you know, you know the music industry I think is probably a lot like a lot of industries but it's about just kind of knowing the right people and it's not really that hard now yeah as long as you know who sets it up and you know you're cool with them they, they usually will even offer you shows they offer us shows we, we, we get offered a lot lately the last shows that we have played in the past were shows that were offered to us and not shows that I actually went and tried to get so um, it's cool you know the, the music scene is like a big community and everybody's yeah. like a family and we just kind of help each other Hell yeah. We play shows, we bring them people, and they give us a place to play. It works out for both people. It's, it's a great thing. Yeah, definitely. That's probably the best example I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's coming from Joe. So, I, yeah, I just, I all just the gotta, bands that are starting, just listen to this guy. Just be cool around yeah. fucking people, man. 
Yeah, help each other out. out. Exactly. If someone wants you to Back. play a show, play it. And, you know, one day you'll have a show for yeah, them. And yeah. Don't even, like, worry about things now and whatever, but... Art is like this big thing that should never be judged and should just be acknowledged, accepted, and that's kind of what I see the music community as. It's just this big group of people that don't really like, oh, you suck at this or you suck at that. They just kind of like, you know, you play. Oh, I play too. Let's get together and play something, which is cool. It's, it's almost like a family. Yeah, hell yeah. This guy's a musical hermit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting to me because I mean, we, I mean. We haven't had too many guests on, and let alone too many musical acts. But I thought that—that's the—it's been the complete opposite. I've asked that question pretty much to every single one, and every single one has always said that, "Yeah, yeah, it is pretty easy. I, mean, I don't have a problem getting shows." And I always thought they're going to be like, "Yeah, this and this is hard," and, this, and so it's surprising to me. This is actually pretty cool. You know, it's—I'm learning because I'm—I'm not in in the community. You know, I, we put on shows at the Copa. I suppose that I do one time, but it's pretty cool. I do speak for myself. I mean, I, I couldn't say the same for others. I, I really don't know what they would go through. Although I would imagine it's similar. But yeah, everyone's had the same kind of yeah, yeah. the same kind of thing. That like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's like what the fuck? That's cool. It's not always so simple. I mean, there's like we when we first started, we tried to get venues up in like San Jose and San Fran. They're like, oh, you need to have a rep and you need to have this and that, yeah. and you better draw this many people. And we're just like, well. Fuck, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You gotta get your foot in the door first, and then after that, hopefully, you just take off, right? Yeah, yeah that's what it is. They're just building a little bit of rep first. Yeah, just a lot of grinding and shit. Being consistent, also. Yeah, if you true. say you're gonna play somewhere, play there, you know, yeah. go through with your plans. Don't get oh, that yeah, bad no, rep. You know, bad yeah. rep. Yeah, yeah. well, <clears throat> I'm mentioning this because he had a show, dude. He had a show. We had booked a show with him uh-huh. when he was in Hinge. And, uh, he came to play in a wheelchair. He had he had broken his foot, and he went and he played in a wheelchair. So he has that type of dedication. So I guess you you gotta have a little bit of dedication. I, I played that. And I, I played at the Blue Moon in Santa Cruz and at CCMB in Monterey as well in a wheelchair. Damn, awesome. like, yeah, dude. Yeah, because you know I broke my feet or whatever, and people were like, "I can't believe you do that." Like, I would if I was in a wheelchair, I would just stay home. I'm like, what the fuck. What's up? Yeah, dude. Get out there. Make yourself happy, you know? Do what you love and don't give up on that. This kind of reminds me of Jeff Becerra from Possessed. Dude. Singer. He got crippled in a a wheelchair because he got shot in the back. But he's out there. Yeah, it's ever the spine. But he's still out there playing these big venues like at Walking in his wheelchair just headbanging on his bass and shit that, that makes perfect like sense said, to me I mean it's all about doing what you love you know? exactly you gotta get out do there it what makes, do what makes you feel good yeah it makes them feel happy out there you can people see either like it or they don't and if they don't whatever but yeah. if they do it's like fuck yeah it's more, more, more power yeah, yeah it's, it's for you yeah, it's for you. yeah it makes me feel good I'm happy and you know I'm personally happy inside so you know I'm gonna keep doing it it's, yeah. it's, it's for everybody but yeah I mean it starts with you definitely that's my brother Armando uh, so yeah, <laughs> introductions. Damn it, Drop be part of it. You're gonna be part of it. <laughs> I'm I'm guerrilla tactics. I'm going and out. That's what she said. <laughs> well, I mean, do you have any anything coming up? Any any shows coming up? Any CD releases? Uh, any anything? Yeah, uh, a, a few things. Um, my band Jovin Kilbo is playing down in San Luis Obispo on August. 14th and we're playing with uh, Grave Code Nebula from Utah which is fucking awesome man I learned him and I was really stoked with him 
and uh, harasser from LA, which is also really awesome. And I'm just really stoked for that show. I think it'll be great. And um, after that, we're playing at a house show in Prundell with a couple other bands, and that should be pretty fun too. And we're also going to record a CD with Hinge, my band Hinge, my band Hinge, sorry, and with my band Jovin Kevo that we plan to publish before October, hopefully. And that's a couple of the things that I'm looking forward to right now. August 14th in San Luis Obispo, you said? Yeah. August 14th, San Luis Obispo, house show, Brunel after that. That's yeah. so cool that you go from like a, you know, a venue down, <laughs> down with bands from, from Utah and Los Angeles, and then you do a house show right after that. Like, that's so fucking dope. Gotta spread the word, man. Yeah, Stay hell yeah. Busy, right? Fuck yeah. This looks fucking sick. And then, well, Hinge, is Hinge still a two piece? Yeah, yeah, we are. And um, we haven't been as active before because my the drummer for Hinge, my friend, he lives in San Jose right now at the moment and he works and I work too, so it's hard to get together. But uh, we're actually getting together this com- upcoming weekend and we talked about it two days ago actually about recording and posting an album, so we're going to do that real soon in the future too hell yeah that's dope because again that's my introduction to yeah, that's how to, to doom you know the, <laughs> again I never knew what it was I mean I, I knew you, your band was called Hinge and man if you hear the Black Sabbath you don't do because they Black Sabbath is considered the pioneer of doom like, well, see yeah that's funny that's, that's, one, yeah. that's one on my list right here I have, I have well actually let's see let's go through the list here. although there's other bands before them that are not as popular that were also pretty damn doomy I trip out how yeah they're talking about like uh, Jinx Jinx or uh, Iron Claw yeah uh, Iron Butterfly they were pretty good too there's, well, there's a few Iron Butterfly Iron Butterfly in the God of the Vita yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know that. Well, it kind of started off the whole metal thing, in a way. Almost. Almost. Iron Butterfly. <laughs> Rockin' and roll. Check out Iron Claw. If you're looking up for them, look Iron Claw, look up Scott Treasure. That song is way ahead of its time, man. That song is like, what the fuck? That shit was back then. What was the name of the song? Um, Iron, uh, Skull Crusher. <laughs> nice. Skull, Skull Crusher. Crusher. There you so, go. It's also cattle. Kind yeah, of a warp shit. Yeah. <laughs> you guys the trip out to hear this kind of stuff back in that time is like, what the fuck? Oh, well, at the moment, I don't have headphones, so I could only guess. We didn't oh, yeah, check yeah. audio. No, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I'll check it out. I'll make a chance. We'll play a couple quick yeah, seconds. Yeah, Hopefully, we don't get kicked off of fucking YouTube. I mean, iTunes. I'm going to go to the middle. Fuck that. Recording sounds weird. It's really old, man. The 60s, man. <laughs> 70s, 1970s. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Black Sabbath is like 69, but it's about the same time. Just, there was other bands that were performed too. This is what killed disco. <laughs> or fuck, Kiss I'll killed disco. <laughs> 69. All right. <laughs> you know what That's killed the radio? What's up? TV killed the radio. <laughs> Yeah, man, the 80s, bro, MTV, all that cool shit. So anyway, back to, I want to keep focusing on, man, this is weird talking like this, but um, the hinginess, the local musicness. <laughs> so, well, again, that, that was going to be one of my questions. If you had if you had the option to play, like, your favorite style forever, 
you know, whatever you like person, what would it be? It would be really hard, man, because honestly, I love a lot of music, and a lot of people won't believe me when I say this, but one of the things I listen to the most on my own is classical music. Yeah. And I play classical music on the piano, and I play classical guitar as well. And um, What the hell is classical guitar? It's guitar, but you finger pick, and there's different technique, and it's... A lot of people that are like, oh, I'm an awesome guitarist, and they shred the crap out of the electric. I'm like, okay, play something classical. I'm like, can't finger pick, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I can't even play Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's, it's, there's a different technique. To Is it, it the same guitar, though? Same guitar, basically, yeah. Classical guitars are acoustic, and they have short, probably like 23-inch skill necks and uh, really fat, wide necks with nylon strings. Nine strings are getting indicated that's possible. Is it usually acoustic? Yeah. So like kind of flamenco, but... Yeah, no, flamenco or acoustic. I mean, you can play it on electric. It's just different, but when okay. you say classical acoustic... Well, yeah, that's what I'm Yeah, you're thinking on. about a nylon. Which back in the day, I think they were made out of like sheep. They were, used to be made out of a sheep um, intestine, I think. The strings? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a condom, too. <laughs> yeah, the strings, so. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Well, what does the classical music do for you? What does that do for the music that you actually play out in shows and stuff? It, it, I mean, besides the influence factor, not too much, honestly, because the reason I even like classical in the first place is because it just, it really moves me. Like, it's one of the most raw things, you know? You ever, you, you ever want to look into something you love, and you want to look into its core and its most essential factor, you look into its past. And uh, looking into music's past, classical music, it's so raw. Like... There wasn't even vocals involved in a lot of the compositions. It's just instruments, and it's um, really raw and even more than that, emotional and expressive above all. A lot of the artists that I admire the most in music are artists from pre-19th century. You know? just, all they did was dedicate their lives to music. They did things that I don't even hear about being done these days. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Well, okay, so you obviously like, really, really like music. Um, music, the modern music nowadays, this like very electronic DJ Dubstep. oriented stuff. Yeah. Do you think they also feel this way about music? Or what do you feel about uh, those people? All musicians that write feel the same. I mean, when somebody is writing a piece of music, they're writing from their soul, you know? And as I was telling my, my girlfriend earlier, it's like, Whenever, because I heard the oldest piece of music ever written, which is like 3,400 years old, it's a Sumerian piece. And it was amazing. It was really happy. And I was like, wow. And I got a lot out of it. And what I was telling you was, music says more than it sounds. Like, it's the actual composer expressing himself, telling like a message, telling everybody who he is. Like, because music comes out of the soul. So when I hear a song or a piece or anything, it says a lot about not only the composer, but the era, and even more so, in a more weird way, the people of that time. So, Music is like this big historical document that is only really understood if you're really into it. Yeah. It's weird. And it stays forever. As, I mean, as long as it exists, music will always be loved. Even the oldest piece, when I heard it 3,400 years old, I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. I didn't live that long ago, but... I really enjoyed it. So the emotion still comes through. Yeah, it's still there. Like it's eternal, man. Music, the songs, it's heard. It's fucking forever. I wonder, dude, if we ever do find aliens, will they have 
what would they, will they have music? Like, what, what would music be to them, dude? Well, that's well, dude, crazy. It's such a deep thing to humans. Music. Is they have to. But they, well, if they don't have music or what sounds like music, they must have something that they do that something brings them that back joy. Something that reaches their to the soul. To it the it might be fucking like clapping that. or. Killing people, all you know. of a sudden, and, and they're picking that. cotton too, or what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's that song from uh, Star Wars, the Cantina Bar. Imagine, interestingly enough, the any requests? The same song. <laughs> interestingly enough, the um, that song, that oldest piece that exists recorded in music is. Um, from Sumeria, which is considered the oldest civilization that's acknowledged in historians in uh, the historical world, but um, they also um, the you know music from that from that time is just I don't even know how to describe it, man. It's it's hard to describe. Like they, they can I ask a question? Like, how did they discover the song? Like, obviously, they didn't record it. Did they find yeah, a tablet or somewhere? How, how, did, how was it recorded? I doubt it was passed on generation they, or generation. They found, they found an now. iPod in a cave. <laughs> it's got to like, be instinctual, you know? Crazy. It's, yeah, like, people... Like, how the hell did they write music back then? Like, literally on paper or on stone. Well, I don't know. Music is emotional. So it. you think about, like, music being instinctual and it's like... We have an instinct to eat, we have an instinct to shit and piss and drink, whatever the fuck it is, we just, we need to do it somehow, so, I think this is kind of where music came from. Mozart said a very interesting, very interesting thing about music, and he said that music is not in the notes, but in the silence in between. So, he was kind of saying music comes out of nothing. That was deep. Yeah, it's That was fun, I gotta stop it, that shit was deep. (laughs) So deep, man, you're in the darkness. Yeah, dude, that shit was fucking deep. Mozart said that, and I, I totally agree with him. You know, it's like it comes from nothing, essentially. It just it comes from nothing, and it becomes something. It's hard to explain. Man. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little tear drop running down the cheek and shit. I thought about it that way. Yeah. So, so um, a question that we also asked um, Mike Peasy when he was here couple weeks ago um, uh, we asked him how many instruments do you play I mean I know you mentioned you play the drums also uh, drums guitar I don't say bass because that's kind of lame people are like I play bass and guitar I'm like that's the same shit come on thanks <laughs> <laughs> unless unless you're like really good at slapping that's the only technique I will di- differentiate from guitars slap slapping is a whole different thing man yeah. and, uh, I know a friend that's slap good. bass one thing Bass, you might as well be playing guitar. And if you can't play guitar, well, there's the bass. Playing bass is like playing one of those quarter machines that you play until you win. Uh, it's like those gum machines. It's, yeah, it's not a detrimental, it's not a detrimental thing. It's just, you know, they're just really similar. But um, guitar, drums, and more recently, piano, keyboards. So three? No, you don't play the recorder? No, no, yeah. What about the job? I'm a little late. I should have started in fifth grade. Kindergarten. But I read sheet music. I can read music. Have you ever experimented with any crazy instruments? Any kind of like foreign? No. Sitar or something? Yeah. Yeah. No, I have not. With a lady. 
I have not, but I've been interested in. But um, what I want to learn after the piano is the violin and also the cello, because I think they're awesome. Cello. <laughs> it's like a big violin, you know. It's deep and dark as fuck. It's like something take your show, take your soul away, shit. <laughs> And is this all, did you learn all this on your own or did you ever go to school for... Uh, no, music? I learned it all on my own, yeah. Taught myself, read a lot, spent a lot of hours practicing and stuff like that, but never had a teacher of any sort. So yeah, you all this research and all that you, you did on your own? Yep, uh, never, had a, never had a tutor or mentor. You get a lot of that around here, dude. Because whatever I learned in guitar, I just learned myself. Even know. even with like electrical though, you know, like yeah. I taught myself electrical... <laughs> Well, I don't like to use that word, but I taught myself how to design circuits and shit. Never had a teacher fucking did that at school or anything. I went to college and stuff, enough of that. I think that is good. So do you build robots and stuff? That's what I'm going to build next, man. I'm going to build some robots, But So is that like a hobby, designing circuits (laughs) and stuff? Uh, At the moment, yes. But I just got hired as an... I just started working as an electrician in Monterey. I applied for the... Union, which I hope I get soon too. So. That from a hobby, he, like, like he said, he started working on circuits. We were talking about this when you, uh, before he started, and he's been working on like buzz pedals and shit. What are you gonna work on next? Uh, tube amp. A tube amp. Yeah, I built a fuzz pedal. I built a distortion pedal, which uses an IC instead of a transistor. And next, I want to build a tube amp. Damn. How big are you going for, man? This guy knows what's up. <laughs> it doesn't. 12 inches maybe like <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was kind of going with the whole speaker size too so that is an actual fucking speaker so the, the, the no is, in it. that's what I was talking about what are you guys talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's the guy that's laughing his ass off I don't know I think I might start with like a, a little 5 watt thing but I'm still dealing with high voltage which is different than I have done I've done low voltage shit it's a whole like small portable you just carry around with you or uh, effect pedals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made a Flying V recently too, and I had myself and a couple other friends um, do some drawings on it, and I did some wood burning on it, and it looks fucking awesome. So you should make an inverted one. So instead of the V going that way, it's like <laughs> right, it's like greater than. You I've, know? Seen yeah, yeah, the, uh, I've seen those. Yeah, Gibson's, like think 1985, 89, somewhere here. They have those. Inverted views. Yeah, inverted views. Fuck yeah. I've seen the inverted views. Yeah. I've been the coolest guy in the 80s. This guitar you made from <laughs> scratch, right? Like, yeah. you did the whole woodwork. You did the whole... It's an electrical guitar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three yeah, humbuckers. Here's a bit. Um, have any of you guys heard of a band called Grim Reaper? No. They have a song called See You in Hell. I guess the guitarist has, like, the... The guitarist has, like, the sickle of the Grim Reaper as his guitar. Shit. It has a big ass wood thing, and then the blade is like an attachment to it. That's it's fucking weird. awesome. Yeah, that's actually badass. I yeah. see like AK forty seven. You have a new project, Joel. <laughs> so then, when you're doing, it, so when it comes to electric guitars, the wood and all that shit doesn't matter then at all. Yeah, no, yeah, the type of wood and the type of electronics you use, of course, it matters. Um, I would say the wood matters more than the actual pickups, although they both matter a lot. Does um, the wood affect the sound? That's um, yeah, definitely the okay. resonance. The My resonance, wood affects her sound. <laughs> That's what I told her. <laughs> no, that, the, 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 uh, the way that the wood resonates, the pickups resonate with the wood, makes a big effect on the overall sound of the guitar. Um, it's, uh, the, the wood I used was mahogany, but there's other popular things like poplar and 
maple, more rarely ashwood, stuff like that. What about Brazilian wood? <laughs> That's it. Freezing. End up going to jail. Portuguese wood. Mexican uh, wood. Well, like, what's a good all around like type of wood to use on a guitar? Um, it depends on this the kind really of sound. inappropriate conversation with you guys. <laughs> it depends on the kind of sound you want, man. I mean, if you're trying to go for that metal humbucker sound, probably want to use a more dense wood. Um, probably want to use like uh, mahogany. Mahogany? Yeah, not poplar. Poplar is really light. Ashwood's really light too. Maybe uh, maple. 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 Maple's a little thick. A little thicker than Robin, so. <laughs> That was our bad. That's our bad. That's our, we, we planted that seed. Who farted? <laughs> Inception. <laughs> so if you're going acoustic, classical, something light, that's what you're, Okay. No, no. Uh, acoustics is different, man. I mean, if you want it to resonate like that, the acoustic I have is handmade in Spain, and it's made from baby spruce. Baby uh, cheddar. Oh, and wow. spruce. Yeah. No idea what that is. <laughs> it's different woods. I heard yeah. cheddar. That's cheese, man. I don't know. <laughs> it was really pretty like, pricey. It was yeah, a, exactly. It's pricey. It was a pricey can you make to, Can you make an acoustic guitar? Is that like, can you get like the... Yeah, how totally. Do you, how do you like get the designs online or something? Well, that shit's crazy to make. That's they have probably to what you would want to do, yeah, is get the Shape design. the wood and shit. I mean, you could try to fucking guess and shape the wood, but um, well, you're probably better off getting some... <laughs> well, the thing is, too, now a lot of the uh, acoustics that I've seen are going composite on the back. I mean, the, <coughs> the top part and the fret, it's still wood, but the back part where it hollows out is like some sort of composite material. Oh, like the uh, like ovations? Ovation. Yeah, ovations. Yeah. That's like fiberglass, I think. Or yeah, something. it's fiberglass. Yeah, I mean, you get a nice, real sound out of it, but you pay what you get for it, basically, with ovation. That's true. We make airplanes out of composite materials. You think we have badass instruments? I actually seen one that's made out of carbon fiber too. The top, so, uh, it looked nice. So I think I spent like three grand for it. Would you, would you say that an expensive guitar has a, a more refined sound than no. a cheap guitar, or what do you prefer? It's you know in in the world of art, it's it's hard to pin things down like that. Um, honestly, it's about how you want to express what you're writing because. Having a really good guitar is not going to make you a better writer. Yeah. And I think that's a misconception because I think people that suck fucking ass while playing shit. And yeah, like, they got some really They got this $3,000 guitar and a $5,000 rig, and I'm like, dude, you should at least learn what a power chord is. <laughs> not like... You heard just the string. that money on lessons. I don't, I don't mean to put anybody down, but it's like... No, no, there's a lot of that going around. The point, the point, my point is, is having a better... Equipment is not gonna make you a better musician. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do you prefer? Would you prefer like an expensive guitar, thousand dollar, or would you prefer just like a hundred dollar guitar to get the sound that you're looking for? I wouldn't prefer either. I prefer whatever I saw and it was seemed more fitting. I mean, honestly, I've used the same guitar. Yeah, I've used a Fender Tour and all for the last eight years. Joel's the kind of guy that would walk into, I'm not saying you actually would, but he'd walk into Guitar Center, spend around three hours playing with everything, and just picking picking out what he wants. I've know? done that. Oh, there you go. And I didn't find nothing. <laughs> I didn't like any of it, so I left. So, yeah, so the guitars <laughs> that you've made, do you find them, like, fitting for you? 
Uh, I just made one, and it's very fitting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you get the sound that you're looking for. Uh, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, exactly. I think he's the type of guy that would actually custom a guitar from the ground. Well, he makes circuits, yeah. so I, I was. I, I also realized that the quality of the instrument, I mean, unless it's not play, considering that it's playable, it does not actually have an effect on how good you're going to write a song. I mean, it's yeah. not going to make your song sound if you have a $3,000 guitar or a $200 one. Okay. It's really not going to make your songs sound any better. Because I've heard a lot of musicians say that. Uh, they could get sounds. Mike Beasy said that. He said that he, uh, some of the cheaper guitars, they, they give out this sound. They give out this sound that you can't get from an expensive guitar. And uh, yeah. it's hard to get that from, like, from a high-end guitar, the sound that he's looking for. Yeah, and it all comes down to a matter of preference. I mean, if you really want to be meticulous about tweaking your sound, you probably want to go with amps. Amps have a bigger effect on the actual sound of it than the guitars. Okay. Amp will affect the sound of your music more than the guitar will. Sure. So there's somebody out there that's like, fuck, I want to get into playing an instrument, but I can't afford that one that that cool guy's playing. It's like, dude, just get the one, you know. Your passion, you know, your passion yeah. will come through. Yeah, and learn first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't have to get the strength of that guitar. You yeah. Just, $50 guitar. Yeah, just start from Learned. a garage, sell one, or yeah. go from there. Start with a Yamaha. Hey, man, sure. Start with, that. Yamaha or, uh, start with a rubber band in between your fingers. <laughs> Some type of sound, right? What was it? Jay The kazoo, man. The kazoo. The <laughs> it looked like a Fender. That's all I remember. It was like a knockoff. Johnson. Yeah, we had, I think it was Johnson or some shit. Wait, who? Robert Johnson? No, no, no. It was like a a brand of ba- uh, like a guitar. It's like a knockoff of a Fender. It was like a Johnson or something. I can't remember. I think right. I've heard of this. Yeah, it's a really cheap. I know. I got like that was my first instrument. It was a bass because I wanted to play like uh, Steve Harris from Iron Maiden. Because I don't know. He he's awesome. He gets crazy on the bass. Like Flight of Icarus, uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, Power Slip, uh, shit, what's the other one? Alexander the Great. Like, you hear a lot of the bass in the background, and he's just going crazy on this shit. He, he's, like, taking the lead while the guitars play to them. And then he even wrote all the solos. Yeah, the he guitars, did write all the solos, too. So. That, that's just Iron Maiden in general, Steve Harris, you know? It's like Steve Harris, the band. <laughs> I apologize for getting off track. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, another thing that I wanted to ask you was, um, what's your favorite band around here? Like, around the Central Coast, Santa Cruz. And why is the Copacabana? <laughs> <laughs> I wish the Copacabana was still around, honestly. Like, that was probably the best venue Salinas has ever had. <laughs> like, you heard it here, boy. Yeah. Yeah. That place was a shit, man. Dude. That place was a badass. Good times. That place was grimy awesome. Yeah. Compared to House of Jigga? Like, but, fucking but, get kicked out all the time. But, but now that the Copa is, is I think it's defunct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you say is the best venue here? Again, because we want people to, to that enjoy music to have a good experience, and they might not go because they got they get a good a bad rap by somebody. Well, I didn't like that show. But what do you think? What do you think is the best? Do you mean like uh, the Mon- like Monterey County or just Salinas? Just anywhere, anywhere in California. Oh, I would say. Uh, you can't say that. We don't. We have no chance. <laughs> just, just hu- keep it eight three one. Okay, eight three one. Santa Cruz through. Santa Cruz, yeah, Santa Cruz, yeah, yeah. Tri County. Fucking solid that. I don't know. <laughs> Not the castle. 
Dude, that was a long time. Nah, that was a long time. I went to Castle once. I like the dude. <laughs> I saw Sacrificio play at the castle. It's a castle. I've never been there. It's the castle oh. that's all that. It's, it's smaller than this. No. Uh, <laughs> I played no, it once. It's, it's, it's pretty yeah, the small. Things, it's, the stage was pretty square. fucking small. There were shows yeah. over here at the side of the where the grindhouse used to be. That's small. That. That's yeah. small. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking small. How about, I know you know Jim Dandy's on here. Oh, Jim Dandy was fucking awesome. In the figuras. That was. Awesome. I remember it, man. Oh! He's had enough, folks. <laughs> he has had enough. Party foul. Nope. Oh, um, <laughs> But yeah, so well, yeah, Jim anyway, Dandy. Back to, the, back to the conversation. <laughs> so, so Jim so Dandy. I remember Jim Dandy. Do you yes. remember Jim Dandy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I never played there, but I remember it. Anyways, best, best venue in this area that I personally know about and recommend for local bands. Not like super. I mean, if you're talking about super popular bands, it's a different deal, but I'm just going to talk about like regular, you know, like low, low upcoming, you know, a bomb team, whatever. Bands. Um, I would recommend. Uh, probably Hemlocks in San Francisco. Or if it had to be closer than that, I would probably recommend. Huh? Yeah, probably Hemlocks in San Francisco. And if, it had to, if it had to be closer to that, it would probably be um, probably the Blue Lagoon in Santa Cruz. Just because they're so like pro music and so supportive of the music scene. I mean, even the guys that work there, musicians and. They're awesome, awesome guys. You know, my friend Travis, my friend Jesse, and my friend Aaron that work at that place. Shout just, out to Jesse, Thousand Show Paul. <laughs> they're awesome people, and they're very supportive of the music. So hell yeah! Shout out to the Blue Lagoon. Cause yeah, you do always see them. You see them any kind of music. You know, any yeah. day of the week. You, you, you'll, you'll, that place is always open, and they got a good space. And they do side. everything. Yeah, they play all bands. Like, yeah, yeah. They're not fucking. Prejudice about anything. You know, That's awesome, dude. Take them all in, and they're like, "Yeah, we got you. Want to play music? We got people we'll sit here." When we went on Friday, what was going on in the other room? Was that just like DJ night, or was that different? It seemed like nineties night. Okay, nineties. Yeah, man. No way. We're not playing the Macarena. They were playing some badass Wu Tang. I heard some Wu Tang and some track called Quest. It was badass. I was digging it. Cash rules <laughs> They had um, The bands kept saying like, Two for fives over here They really got getting into it In the, the next room And I kept yeah. thinking Just like in the bar The music's still out And as soon as the show ended And I'm walking out like, There's that Glass that connects The two rooms And I just saw good And there's all sh- There's a shitload of people And I was like What's going on there man Five bucks for a party Let's do this Go ahead go I've danced it before too Really drunk But yeah <laughs> awesome, yeah, I hate dancing man I can't dance for shit Drunk Dancing is the best, dude. Because you don't remember shit. (laughs) And you're doing it awesome. (laughs) In your head, you're like, oh, dude, I'm like Usher right now, dude. I I told that shit. (laughs) Everybody was looking at me. That shit was dope. (laughs) I'm pretty sure like three girls fainted. (laughs) They were like, just overwhelmed by the fucking awesome. But you know, I don't know if you know, but if you knew, but down the street, um, Wolves in the Throne Room was playing at the Catalyst. I saw as we were... When we were walking in, we knew there was a, uh, a show going on. It was a... Uh, dude, I'm embarrassed to say, but the guy that sings, uh, I like big, but I cannot lie. Sure makes a lot. That guy, he was sure makes, uh, he was at the Catalyst, yeah. Goodjill's fucking player card. Yeah, he was there, yeah. And then we kept walking and we passed by the atrium. 
and there was metal going on, and me and Daniel were like, well, there's another show here in case, like, we want to leave this one. It was, uh, what was in the throne room? I don't know if you've heard I of them. No I've seen them twice. They're, good. They're pretty popular now, but, uh, it's like folk black metal. Really wait, sick shit. Folk black metal. Oh, wait, well, no, I'm <laughs> I, They're awesome. I heard folk black metal, and it was like I thought it was like southern black music. <laughs> it's like metal. It's like, it's like oh sh- wait, it's what? like black metal with some like folkish fucking Swedish shit, you know, like oh, okay. some uh, awesome. Norwegian shit. Actually, it goes together so very well. Speaking of black metal, getting racist. Wait, black. Like, do you remember those kids? The black kids. Cult of personality, black or like <laughs> no, black, like, like black dark kids who were playing metal. Do you remember that shit on YouTube? Has anyone ever seen that? No, but well, there were these kids who were who would like set up their band out in Times Square, and it was two oh, of them. Oh shit! I read about this, and that's <laughs> yeah. So they would just go out there and they'd start playing metal, and fucking people were digging it because this shit never happens. And they got picked up by Sony yeah, for like one point four million dollars. But oh. did you did and you read that? Piece now. Did you read but, that article? Yeah, that says that that they're gonna give them their money. But they have to make. Yeah. Okay. I so in in reality, because they give them up front. And I, Hold on, I, I feel like I'm missing some pieces okay, here. Okay, so there's they're just, Times Square and now they're missing money. No. no okay, okay so, so they got signed on. <laughs> they used to play Times Square. They got popular. Yeah. Sony picked them up. They got offered like a like a 1.4 million dollar contract. Yeah. Uh, they're only getting all the money if um, they, have they sell so many sales. albums and they record so many albums. Yeah. So in reality, so they gotta put some work in. Yeah. So in reality, they're like sixty thousand dollars in the hole. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're in debt right now. <laughs> so, well, I guess it's like... Dude, even on the... the work in, I guess. Even on the article, it said uh, they're actually $60,000 in debt. But in don't theory, tell... It's in theory, no, you know? Yeah, but don't tell that to the kids. Yeah. Because then they're, they're going to get excited, discouraged. Man. Yeah. The interview's all like... I read an interesting, interesting article by Steve Albini once, which is a really popular producer. If you don't know about him, he did like Nirvana and some other bands. Anyways... He just kind of talked about how the music scene is not really what it seems. A lot of those really famous bands are actually really broke. They don't actually end up making the money that they pursue. Like that's just the music. Yeah, in the, general, you know? yeah, they'll be giving like a check for like a hundred or two thousand, two hundred thousand dollars, but they have to use this check to tour and record an album, which is very expensive. And by the end of all that, they end up with like a thousand dollars less in their pocket. That's sometimes crazy. even negative. Oh, yeah, that's and, uh, the music industry for you, man. Yeah, it's bullshit, but, uh, you know. That's why the first thing you do is buy a bunch of coke. <laughs> <laughs> or weed. Blow it on weed, MC Hammer style. Sleep, dude. No, well, or what, beer. Now that you say that, like, I see why they do coke a lot. Because it's like, <laughs> here's $200,000. You have to tour and record with this. I'm like, okay, 10000 of this dude. is going to blow. <laughs> well, fucking, I never used to do it before, but fuck <laughs> you. MC Hammer had, like, fucking solid gold toilets in his house, dude. Solid fucking gold toilets. Yeah, Why would you shit know. on gold? Why the fuck not? You're gonna lose it anyway. Yeah. You know, he came up. He came up broke. Yeah, he used to dance outside Oakland A's games for money. Well, Dude, either he's losing a fucking. Um, what do you call it? Either those? MC Hammer is very smart or very stupid. Very because, stupid. Well, because he knew he was gonna lose his money <laughs> anyway. So I'm a dead. family guy. Like <laughs> yeah. money never goes away. I saw the first half of the the MC Hammer documentary. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so I know it never goes. The Clone High, dude. That's a joke in Clone High. I don't remember. Yeah. Did we ever get that far? I don't know. But yeah. I saw the first half of the MC Hammer documentary. Money never goes away. <laughs> uh, Tyson. Yeah. Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> Tyson blew that shit. Or Vanilla Ice. Yeah, actually, that too. 
Any famous person in general. Most famous people. How about that? Anyone that shows up in uh, VH1, I remember whatever year it's on. <laughs> um, are you familiar, Joel, with the term the Palm Desert scene? The whole, that's where a lot of that um, sludge came out. I'm not totally sure, but I would almost suspect that maybe Josh Homme was a part of that from the Keys of Stone Age because he kind of started yeah. off in like Kias and doing sludge. That I was I was gonna I, that was another one of my questions. I was gonna say how do you pronounce that shit? Uh, I've heard Josh Homme. Uh, Josh Holmes. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I've heard Kias. I usually pronounce it Kias. Not totally sure about that one either. But um, he's. He's kind of inspirational to me, too. I like Josh Holmes. Well, the reason why I bring that up is, like, because there's several areas around the country like that, you know, where there's, like, again, the Bakersfield sound, you know, and, or Memphis or Austin, you know. It's like, the, how how do you think those towns, how does that come about? Like, how does an area become just, like, known for its music? And is that ever a possibility around here? Um, that's a really complicated question. I wouldn't Fuck know how yeah. to answer, but it's... I know one of the things I could say is like Josh Holmes, where he came from. I think it was like Joshua Tree. A lot of really famous bands recorded there, including like including like Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin and other artists. But um, how it comes about becoming really popular, shit, I would almost pin that more on like luck or just chance or not. I wouldn't really know. They just people happen to be born there in a relative time that happened to put so much such an effort into their endeavor in music and became well known I don't, I don't know that's that's almost like a well, mystery that, question that makes sense that that way you explained it because again I've read that book The Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell and that's pretty much how he explains it you know every once in a while there's just this group this generation you know that just happens to be born at the right time and puts the same amount of effort in and like just Seattle. clicks yeah, yeah. exactly because that, that that's kind of my question is it is it like like gold you know where this you get lucky and find these concentrations, in the, or is it like alchemy where you can just create it? You know, can you force it? To I would become? bet on the alchemy. I, I think it's a little bit of everything, actually. Yeah. You think about it, because like, I know we used this reference before, but like Brennan Small, like he learned to play guitar here in Salinas, because I guess back in the day there was nothing to do, and now he apparently he leads, there's nothing to do still. Yeah. So. Well, apparently guitar, now he famous. leads a band. You know, <laughs> everyone knows Death Metal Metalocalypse. <laughs> Yeah, he does like all these voices. He plays all the guitars, all the solos. But he learned that here in Salinas at the time. So it's just like by chance or, you know, like you said, alchemy and shit. It's just, it yeah. just played out right for him. And now he's out in tour fucking selling out shows yeah. and fucking, it's you know, raising money to help people. And make it happen or get lucky and someone in the area will make it happen and you can be part of the... I think uh, the size of the city and the location has a lot to do with it too. Like a lot of the big bands that have ever come out came from big cities, like San Francisco or Seattle or LA. Yeah, but like in New York, with things like that, though, you got to compete with other bands, or you hopefully come up on top. Yeah, and there's more competition, but there's also more exposure. Yeah, big cities. That's the thing too, though. When there's more competition, there's that thing of like I got to be better than these guys because these guys sound like. You know, these guys are badass. Yeah, that's a big that one. That probably goes yeah. down to chance. It's still, it's competition yeah. and luck. Yeah. That probably goes down to just like, oh, you guys just happen to be like more. Well, because I mean, us—the reason why we are so like, we push, grab a beer and jacket, you know, so much to do it's because 
for the same reason, you know. I mean, like we're 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 homies, you know. We all we're all we really like each other and all that. But it, at the same time, it pushes us, you know. It's that little competition. You're doing oh shit, they did that. Damn, we got to do this now. We got to do this better. That you know, it, that competition is what really does seem to fuel growth and, and inspiration. Well, and that's definitely true, and we don't want to get kicked out either. Exactly. <laughs> it was like in the '80s. Like all these bads came out, you know, where everyone was trying to outplay another or trying to, you know, um, trying to, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Trying to make the scene, like trying to outgross another guy, trying to outdo. Out, yeah, trying to outdo each other in some form of way. Like Wasp, they were like the black metal scene of fucking you know, glam rock. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it sucks when it gets out of, a, out of a friendly zone, you know. I think. Music is not a competition. It's a, it's a form of art, which, you know, art is, interp- art is interpretive. I don't think it's meant to be understood, but just to be interpreted, people are meant to hear it and or see it however they want. But um, it, it sucks, you know, when people want to take it to the next step and be, like, competitive about it in a more selfish and egotistical way. Like, oh, I'm just... Exactly. It's like, come on, dude. You play music. I do too. Whatever. Yeah. That's what's like. Yeah, like Billboard and the Emmys and stuff. You know, because you could say you play music. It's like, yeah, but I've had a top ten hit on the Billboard. Yeah. You know? It always. Therefore, I'm better at music than you. <laughs> you know? It's like what but the it, bullshit? It shouldn't be that way. Like, yeah. It's like that's it. fucking bullshit. Yeah. That's not correct. That's not accurate that's not like it's not a competition it's an art form it's a freedom yeah how do you judge it like it's a form of freedom like it's a totally expressive like universe I think where people just kind of come and be whatever they want in themselves and not have to worry about judgment because art is that beautiful it doesn't have to be judged it just has to be acknowledged and perceived and interpreted however however it may be I think though at one point it's like human instinct you just want to be better than this other guy I mean, oh hell yeah! Hey, don't get me wrong. Like, I want to be all, better than everybody. Like all forms of music, I like. I Every like hearing random stuff, you know. Like the reason I, for some reason, I like been getting into dubstep. I don't know why. Don't ask. Like, the drop is cool and dubstep. Yeah, the drop. drop. It's so exciting. No, there's like, like I know it's coming. It's like oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh wait 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 ah there it is. Dude oh. That's well, like, and then change. <laughs> well again like the whole competition thing eventually it's just like in the back of your head. Uh, that's true, and I would totally acknowledge that for a lot of people. But honestly, you know, I've tried to stray from things like that, man. I totally try to stay away from that kind of mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. A lot of people don't have that mentality, yeah, though. Like, it's true. That's true, man. That's just, just going, man. there's a so, little bit of support and like humbleness and shit. Like oh, competition. I, yeah, exactly. There's, there's there's a lack of that. And yeah. it's, it's sad. It sucks. That, is, that doesn't yeah. mean you know whoever can acknowledge the other way doesn't shit it. You know, like. Whoever can see that music is just an art and people should just love each other for it, and they should totally do that regardless of what the majority or, you know, the, might say about it. Whatever. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, it takes effort, you know? Yeah. If, you, if you're willing to put that effort in, no matter what it style or what you're doing, yeah. Nobody like, wants yeah. to be famous, nobody it, wants to put the work in. Yeah, it's so much easier <laughs> to criticize. Hard. Like, I could sit here and play you on YouTube and this is shit. This is crap. It's like... Yeah, but they put it together. They recorded it. They put it on YouTube. You just click on the fucking button. We did just upload a song to YouTube, man. You should play it. Oh, yeah, play it. Oh, yeah. By, by Hinge. Which band? Oh, Hinge. Yeah, by Hinge. Oh, that's called, what's up, man. It's called Apothecary. Um, do you have anything else? Uh, 
I kind of want to take a break. Do you guys have anything else to say? We we'll want to play that song and take a little break. Dude, play a song. Play a song. We'll take a break. Uh, how do you want to do this? We're we'll gonna take a break, break. <laughs> and then we'll do what everyone's been waiting for. Or? Oh yeah, yeah. When we come back, when we come back, yeah, we'll we'll do the we'll do the contest when we come back and. It's just this, this position's kind of like I'm kind of leaning and twisting. Yeah, and I'm, I find I'm myself. Getting, I'm getting kind of tired. I find myself, some, yeah, speaking kind of loudly. I, it's kind of hard to get. What's the song? It's called. Just type in Hinge, and it's called Apothecary. Someone say something like, "We don't need this, this plant." Yeah, this is a recent. Yeah, so this is. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Tell us about the song. This is a recent. Most recent song recording, yeah. This is how, how long would you record it? Um, it's been about three, four weeks, almost a month. W- was this uh, private at your place or did yeah, you go my somewhere? Place, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fresh. It was totally yeah, nasty. <laughs> we didn't intend to record this, but uh, we kind of played and we just kind of saw this and we. I'm, a, I'm assuming it was a good take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did you do? You record live or do you do like instrument and then another instrument? Then both. Yeah. But but this song in particular. Uh, it was live. Okay, so here we go. Hinge awesome. live. Yeah. Me, personally, I like everything live, dude. Me too. If you can I impress me live. I've done both, yeah. Raw. If you can impress me live. Oh, yeah. I, I'm both. a fan, dude. I'm, I'm a, a fan, fan of live, too. Yeah. Dude, if you can impress me and your dad, I think that's more impressive. <laughs> Come on. Your dad, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Tupac right here and shit. All right, so here's... But anyway, Apothecary. I, I can't pronounce it. Can you Apothe- go ahead and... Apothecary. Apothecary. It's like an ancient alchemist kind of deal. Yeah. Some guy used to just make medicines. Apothecary by Hinge. We'll be right back with some excitement. Thank you. 